Out of the ashes you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, and depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. You walk in the room with a certain amount of knowledge. If you talk the whole time, you walk out with the same amount of knowledge. But if you walk in the room and listen to smart people, you walk out with an increase. And that's what life's all about. Coming up today. You want to be the old man in the Ferrari? Because I live in Beverly Hills. There's some old ass mofos pulling up in Aventadors. I ain't an old ass dude. I don't want my first Lamborghini at age 100. Listen to very few people in life. Even your own family will give you bad advice because they don't always have your best interest. One thing Joel Salatin told me, uh, he said, quality over quantity in everything I do. You know, if you have a choice between 100 acquaintances and three friends that'll be there for you when you're in the hospital, they'll show up, have three friends. <laughs> if you have a choice between 1,000 crappy books and three gangster books like Managing Oneself, like Charlie Munger's Poor Charlie's Animal, you read those three books over and over and over, you'll be way, way richer than the people reading, you know, a hundred ding-dong books written by God knows who. Listen to very few people in life. Even your own family will give you bad advice because they don't always have your they're best interest. Yeah, they're not qualified and there's something called perverse incentives that Charlie Munger talks about. Beware of perverse incentives. Sometimes your parents, your friends, your cousins, your uncles give you advice for what perverse incentive doesn't have anything to do with sexual perversity. It means they don't really care about you at that moment. So for example, sometimes parents tell their kids, you should be a doctor, Will the kid, or like you should be like an engineer. And the kid sucks at math. It's because the dad wishes he had been an engineer. Right. So he projects onto his kid, fulfill what I, well, that's not good advice. Well, and he might've just said it in a moment when he was fed up at work. It's not like he yes. calculated it. Yes, it's a perverse incentive. He's not truly thinking about you. So anyway, beware of who you listen to. And the best way to know who to listen to Results talk, bullshit walks. If you wanna know why to follow, why to get on this program and learn social media, ask around. Has anybody ever heard of me on social media? If the answer is no, never heard of Ty Lopez, never seen anything, you go to my Instagram, it looks like an Instagram that's dead, well then, you shouldn't learn from me. I don't know who would you teach you because there's no one else even trying to teach this. There are people better than me at social media, like the Kardashians. They crush social media, but they don't have a course. And they also started with a TV show. Yeah, and they have, it's a complicated thing. Yeah, they, yeah. The, <laughs> the Kardashians, I, not everybody here, like I don't want, I respect what they've done, oh, yeah. but I don't want to be a Kardashian. Like I don't want to, <laughs> like that's not, I don't want to have, I have my own thing that I like, I stay in my own circle. But my point is, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm just saying, I don't know who else you're gonna learn from and I'm pretty damn good. And more importantly than that, I spent a lot of money, and if you learn from me, I'm gonna save you 20 million bucks. Feel free to spend the 20 million and learn 
it's more than 20 million, but let's just say 20 million. My lawyers always tell me, go low on these numbers. If you feel like, fuck paying Ty a thousand bucks, I'll spend 20 million running all the experiments he run. If you're not that good with math, then I'm like, you definitely shouldn't be in my program. You can't do that math. All I look for in life is shortcuts. Like I'm getting in the music business now. Dude, I got on the phone, I'm like, Akon, he came over here, like, Akon, talk to me, man, what do I need to know? Akon, first of all, you were the number one guy for years, in, in, he was top Billboard guy, uh, you know, top of the charts. Then he took over Lady Gaga, made her number one. Okay, teach me what you know. Then I got other guys, I won't say some of their names, just because the highest of the high, you know, Rock Nation level people. So I love shortcuts, I am the shortcut man. Like this guy that was trying to roast me at the beginning and say, hey, Ty, beautiful women only around you because you have money. I'm like, great, that sounds like a shortcut for somebody like me to get beautiful women. I'm good with that, man. I'm down. First of all, he is correct. Women like men who can do shit. So if that's your insult to me, you basically saying, Ty, you, you know how to do shit and women like that. Yes. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. But even if it wasn't true, even if it wasn't true that I I'm just like, shortcut. This dude's gonna try to, you know, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's on, my brother Jacob one time, when he was about four years old, we were driving somewhere, and my mom went the wrong way, and my brother Jacob goes, mom, is this a long cut? And you know, that's a pretty profound statement from a four-year-old, here's why. Most people on the long cut route, I did the math, you can do it with your own calculator. The average person will become a multimillionaire. Every person you know, if, and this is a big if, they live to 120. Do the math. The average American by age 60 has about $60,000 saved up. Do the compounding at 8%. When do they hit millionaire? About 100 to 150. So great. You want to be the old man in the Ferrari? Because I live in Beverly Hills. I go down to Beverly Hills, there's some old ass mofos pulling up in Aventadors. Yeah. Well, I ain't an old ass dude. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, there's guys. Do you want to be that person? I'm not making fun of them. I respect it. Hey, if you're 100 and you got a Lamborghini, uh, hats off. But I don't want my first Lamborghini at age 100. I want one I can actually see and drive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying some of you want to take the long cut, and I've never understood it. I had a dude tell me, never pay for online education. Wow. I said, let me get this straight. Let's just put this guy in the pros and cons. Let's put him in the will pay, won't pay category. Let's call him Joe, I don't remember his name. So Joe will pay for a Subway sandwich, $5. He never would buy a Subway sandwich, walk in and be like, uh, where's my Subway sandwich? And then just walk out and they're like, where's the money? Uh, it's me, <laughs> where's my, I get free Subways. No, you're gonna go to jail for that five bucks, right? He will pay for that. Coca-Cola, 60 grams of sugar gladly put his dollar in the vending machine. But when it comes to how to make a six-figure income, this dude's like, nah, man. If it ain't free, I ain't doing it. You know what we call that in business? Penny wise and dollar foolish. Wise with his pennies. Oh, I could serve this penny. Dollars, Subway, <laughs> he'll pay rent. Oh, this dude ain't homeless, he pays rent. The rent man comes around, the landlord comes around, says, where's my money? I'm going to kick you out. He goes, yes, sir. Here's $1,000. You know what he just did? Make the landlord richer. 
Doesn't complain at all, doesn't protest, doesn't go and write a little Reddit review. Oh, this landlord ripped me, me off because he took $1,000 from me. I got nothing except a roof over my head, and this guy's $1,000 richer, and I'm paying the mortgage, so he owns the property. So 20 years from now, he's a multimillionaire off my back. No, will not complain about that. So won't complain, won't complain about Subway, won't complain about crap food over here. Here, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom for 1000 bucks. Same price as community college. Oh, well, that's a scam. I don't pay for that. Well, good. You are a peasant, son, and will always be a peasant. <laughs> that's what the game comes down to. You know what peasants were in the Middle Ages? People who paid and were stuck. They really paid. So this dude's like, I'm not going to pay 1000 bucks. I'm like, well, then you're going to pay for the rest of your life. And I'm not saying just my program. I'm saying if you won't pay to escalate and speed up knowledge, then you are a peasant. That is the best word for it. So you got to ask yourself, do you want to be a landlord or do you want to be a peasant? Using middle-aged terms. We live in a world with a peasant mentality. Peasant mentality. Now, I didn't grow up rich. I did not grow up in Beverly Hills. I was born in a hospital in Long Beach, California. LBC, Compton, Long Beach. But to a single mom, my dad was right across the water in a little island called Terminal Island, prison. So I didn't start out somebody handing me. Now, I'm not like Donald Trump. I respect Donald Trump for many things, but we have a different story. He had a father that was very powerful and wealthy, and that gave him some advantages. Not taken away from Donald Trump. I'm just, that's a fact. So I didn't have that fact. Now, I wasn't dirt, dirt poor growing up. We always had enough food. I never met. My grandma, thank God, was around who had a little more money. And my mom went back and lived with my grandma so that everything, without my grandma, it would have been a bullshit life because my mom never made more than 20 grand a year. And I, you know, Christmas, like I said, I always had something. My mom used to tell me, I got a hundred bucks for you. And then I remember she got remarried to my stepdad who had a job and he used to tell me, I got 200 bucks, Ty, whatever you want to spend it on. So like I said, I always had Christmas presents but I see kids in Beverly Hills getting like a BMW. <laughs> I got $200. So, so I'm saying, rise from the ashes. It's possible. You can rise from the ashes. I've done it. There's no store. I didn't get a government subsidy. Like I said, I got advantages. Like I was born in America. It was free. I, I, you know, a country that had a lot of freedom. I was born healthy. So there's a lot of advantages. And, and every success story has a streak of luck to that. And I'm willing to acknowledge that. But what I'm saying is, it's possible for you, despite whatever you have, because everybody has this thing like, here's why I can't do it, you know? And so what you gotta do is you have to put, with a highly logical mind, you gotta put the can'ts in the cans, and I guarantee you, 99% of people on this call and I've ever met, the cans outweigh the can'ts. And that's why you even see people, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Okay, under a guy named Higa Machado. It's, it's five brothers, the Machado brothers. The, it's the Gracies and the Machados are the most famous family in martial arts, okay? And I like both of them. I do stuff with, with the Gracies too, Henry Gracie, but Hegan is who I got my blue belt under. His brother is a guy named Jean-Jacques Machado, okay? He's almost the most well-known instructor. He, like Joe Rogan got his black belt under Jean-Jacques Machado. If you know 10th Planet, all these famous people, okay? He was born in jujitsu with a hand that's, that is not fully functioning. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he can't use it. So in jujitsu, which is a sport that you use your hands and your legs, right? This dude, Jean-Jacques, who is, he's a red, he's a coral belt. That's that, the only thing higher than that is red belt by the founders. He doesn't even have one full hand and he destroyed everybody. 
I mean, John Jock is like Hegan. These guys were almost undefeatable. Anybody, and they lived in Brazil. Let me tell you about Brazil. You get in more street fight. Brazil, people will street fight. You've never seen a country like street fighting like Brazil. So I estimate for every tournament they had, Hegan probably fought about 700 fights. He probably had 700 in the street and 700, you know, on the mat. Jean Jacques, with this hand that's a cant, destroyed people. And, and he wasn't in like a special Olympics category where it's like everybody's handicapped. He destroyed people. And it's the same thing. Everybody here got their thing that's their crippled area, whether it's how you were born. Like I would have known a lot better if I had a dad. I'm sure it would have been easier for me. I see people who had dads. When I was a little kid, I always wanted to have a dad. I remember that was a big thing. I was like, oh man, I'd be like seven and all my friends would have dads. And I'm like, I wish I had a dad. So that's a crippling thing on your psyche, right? So it's a psychological crippling. But out of that, you know what I learned? Okay, I don't got a dad, but I learned to seek out mentors that replace those father figures. And when I was 19 years old, the universe brought me Joel Salatin, who was very much a father figure to me for uh, the first, you know, right out. As soon as I was 18, I left home. I didn't have the best upbringing, family, you know, and even when I was older. And, but right when I could, I independent, I took it on myself and I went. As the saying goes, when the student is ready, the two teacher will appear. And the teacher appeared and it was Joel Salatin. And he helped me with that father figure. And then right after that, I realized that it still wasn't enough time. It was only a couple years. I went and I found the Amish. And I, found, and I live with the Amish who are very nice people. And they're also father figure, like healthy homes. You know, there's a father, a mother, and kids. Zero divorce, zero abuse. It's just a normal place to live. And, and that was multiple years there. So about seven years, I stepped away from the world. And I, and I reformatted my brain, all the stuff that I didn't get at age seven. And so, I, but and now it's a thing that people, um, that I've been able to help other people with is understand the role of mentors, whether they be in books or in person or in programs like this. So you can turn your mess into your message. For those of you who live in a small town, that becomes your message. When you reach out to businesses and say, hey, I can help you for one to $10,000 a month. They say, why should I hire you? They say, listen, I live in a small town, middle of North Dakota. There's nothing to do here. All I do is work for you. That's all I do. Now, some of you, certain race. You go, ah, oh, the world, it, it's crippled me to be this race. Go find other people of your race. Be like, you and me are the same. We got gotten held back. I'm gonna help your business rise up and they'll pay you. You can always turn your mess into your message. Like I said, Jean-Jacques Machado, he's got this hand. I guarantee you, sometimes he's training students and they're like, oh, I can't do this. It's so hard. And he probably just looks at them and goes like that, and they look down like, this dude's doing it with one hand. So wherever you are, if you're super fearful, you use that fear to drive you. Fear can be a powerful tool. Some people don't have enough fear. You ever met someone who doesn't have enough fear? Yeah. They're gonna pick a fight with anybody. They're gonna, oh my God, one day you're gonna, someone's gonna call your card. So you can use your fearful personality for your advantage. You can even come into businesses and can say, I'm, I'm always fearful. I try to protect and I, I see your business. Man, you should have more fear. You're missing 100 clients a year. Yeah, fear let of me, loss. Yeah, let me protect your business. Yeah, so there is nothing once you have the tools in this modern world that can't be leveraged. Nothing. I can't think of one thing you can't leverage into extreme power, real power. Like I said, I saw Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
almost the highest paid person in history of TV. He did Seinfeld. I think he made three to $600 million from Seinfeld. I was at the Laugh Factory. He was there. And some dude heckled him and yelled out, because he's an ugly dude. Larry, even by his own, I went to lunch with him, me and him, um, last year. Or was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah. Went to lunch with him here in Beverly Hills. We ch- he's, a, he's exactly like he is on the show. My one hour lunch with Larry David was like being on fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm. Anyway, so I'm there with Larry David. And then we, it was comedy another day, and, and he's doing jokes, and someone heckled like, you only got pretty women because you're rich. And he goes, that's why I became rich. Right. Look at me. <laughs> so he turned his ugliness into a drive when all the pretty boys, because pretty, let me just tell you this about pretty boys. They ain't no rich pretty boys. You ever looked at the Forbes list? Name a, rich, name a good looking rich guy, Bill Gates. He looks like a hobbit. You got uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs. I mean, these dudes, are, they're not all ugly, but there's no Calvin Klein models. You know why? Because Calvin Klein models, life comes too easy to them. So some guys are like, I wish I was taller. I wish I was stronger. I wish I was better looking. Same with women. If you want to make money, that's not a good wish. Better wish is, I wish I was ugly because then I got no distraction. Everybody laughs at me and I go out and I become... Bill Gates, 16 time. <laughs> Bill Gates, 16 time richest man in the world. Who was laughing then? Who you think could get more women? You know that, that meme on Instagram that's like you versus the guy that your girlfriend says don't worry about? Oh, you would, if Bill Gates would have really liked your girlfriend, you're gonna lose your girlfriend. Because some people say money can't buy, enough money will buy you whatever the fuck you want. So Bill Gates would be like, I really like you. And yeah, I'll tell you a true story about this, because some people won't believe me. This billionaire, I read a book, I can't remember who it was, but he wrote a book and he said, some people say you can't buy love with money and some women can't be bought. Now again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not condoning trying to get women with money. I'm just telling you this book that I read. This is hilarious because it's hard to argue with his facts. He said when he, he just told a story about this girl that he met that wasn't that interested in him but agreed to go on one date. So they went on one date, like coffee date. And he said he just kept it short and then he said to her, said, you know what? Could I see you on Saturday? I got something cool I want to do for you. So the girl goes, okay, like she agreed. And, he, and so he called her and said, can you bring a friend? Bring your best, closest friend and meet me down at this private airport. He's like, I got a surprise for you. So she, Saturday, her and her girlfriend go drive down to the airport and there's a chauffeur there and a butler there and the butler comes out and said, we're very sorry. Mr. So-and-so could not make it on this trip. And the, they said the women were like, oh, we drove all the way down here. And the butler said, but don't worry. You have full use of this private jet it's going to fly you to Milan, Italy. And we know you like clothes, so he's loaded up these two credit cards with $150,000 on each. Take them and have a great shopping spree. He said, you know what? I got a second date after that. <laughs> so again, back to Larry David, you can be ugly and that becomes your fuel. You might be able to get more second dates. Again, don't don't go in this program to get women with money. You know what I'm saying? That is, that's not what I'm saying. I don't want to piss anyone off. I just found that to be an interesting no, so story. I don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, I actually don't care. But I, I you know what I'm saying. I, I I don't think you should try to buy women with money. But you can buy experiences with money. Nothing unethical about that. Yeah. Nothing unethical about that. 
What's unethical about buying experiences? In fact, a Nobel Prize winning author, I think it was Daniel Kahneman, said, happiness increases with money if you use it to increase experiences. So like, I'll give you an example. I was at, um, in California and I realized that the world's, like no one thought the World Series was gonna go to game seven this year. And then it went, it was like game six and I was watching it and it was at night. It was a Tuesday night, I believe. And I was in Napa because I was judging the Rob Report, the 2017 Rob Report cars. I'd driven all the cars. And I was like, Zach was with me. He loves baseball. I don't really love baseball, but the World Series is cool. So I said, Zach, let's go to the World Series. So we're in this little ass airport because we're in Sonoma. There's no commercial jets to Cleveland. So I'm like, shit. Well, let's look at a private jet. So I call, I got a charter jet broker, STA Jets. I'm like, hey, can you get anything? He's like, yeah, I can get you, I can get you a, wasn't a Gulfstream. It was like a, it was like a Lear or something. No, it was actually a nicer one. It was like a Challenger or some shit like that, a dope plane. And so now I got, so I'm like, all right, I'll charter it. But then there's only like three of us. I was like, man, we got this jet. Could hold more people. I'm like, we go on StubHub. I'm like, let's buy all the tickets, all badass tickets. Then I realized who in my life are old friends that I've lost touch with that love baseball. And I was like, Zach's brother, Andy, who lives in Houston. So we quickly texted him, we want to go to the World Series tomorrow. He's like, fuck yeah! <laughs> he literally didn't sleep for 24 hours because he went straight to the airport. He's like, he don't want to go to sleep because he didn't want to wait, yeah, oversleep. Yeah. So he just sat there from like four in the morning till nine in the morning when his flight is sitting there at the airport. And then Rick Field and John DeWar, my, my first business, second business partner after Joel Salton, they like baseball, Rick Field. So I bought them all tickets. We fly. Then I was on StubHub. I'm like, what tickets should we get? So I don't know if you saw the news where they're like StubHub somebody spends 50 G's for World Series tickets, that was me. <laughs> you can see on my Instagram, I had the best seats in the entire thing besides the owner. I was dug out, boom, right next to, you don't wanna be behind the nets, cause then the nets, so I'm like seven seats over. There were, I think there were like 27, 24 G's each. It was like 48,000. Then I bought tickets for John DeWar, Rick. I was dating a girl, I bought for her, bought for Craig who's a bodyguard guy, but also loves baseball. So I spent like 60,000 on tickets and like 40,000 on jets. So it's 100,000. Now some people say you waste your money, but I bought experiences that can never be replicated. Not just for myself, there was nine of us. So I was only one ninth of the pleasure of going on that trip. So really out of 100 grand, I only spent about 12, 15 grand on myself because you don't want to be overly selfish. All these other people benefited, and it turned out Game 7 of World Series this year was arguably the best game in World Series history. And we sat there and watched history be made over time. I went into extra innings. So how, how we ever recreate that? I now have friends. Some of those friends, Zach Cookman, been friends since I was 14. His brother, Andy, too. Rick Field, I met when I was about 15. Lifelong friends solidifying. That's from money. So again, money isn't everything, but money also isn't to be trifled with as if it's fucking, you know, nothing. Some people are like, oh, money's, what are you talking about, man? What planet of no economic understanding are you from? <laughs> money is how you exchange things fairly. People that don't like money, I'm like, so let me get this straight. All farmers should grow food for your ass for free and they should work hard for you. And the people who cre create the clothes and deliver it, people who, construct your house. No, money is a necessary unit of planet Earth now. 
So you either have money and have the ability to generate money, or you lose out on the very essence of what it takes to be human right now in a, in a, in a whole way, which means benefiting others, being able to go on cool trips with your friends. It doesn't have to be World Series. I remember the first time I made money on the internet and really with a business, well, not the first time, in the first three years, I remember when I finally had enough money, income, you're way ahead of me, Jaden, too, because you got 20 grand. I was, after a couple of years, there was no one really to teach you the internet back there. I was one of the first people to ever do internet. I was like, in the first month of Google ads being available, I was on it without even knowing it. So I'm like one of the internet OGs. I was one month into the internet game coming out. So I'm there and I made, I was making like seven grand a month. And I remember there being $7,000 in my bank account and going, because I grew up, like I said, my parents never had any extra money. Like I lost a jacket when I was a teenager and my dad's like, we don't have money to get you a jacket. I was like, damn it. (laughs) He's like, you're going to school cold, son. (laughs) And so I'm riding my little bicycle. Then someone stole my bike. I got to walk with no jacket. That's what happened to me, man. I was a little ghetto where I was. So I, I won a $100 lottery ticket and I bought a bicycle and someone stole it. I was so pissed. I just had to walk to school. But point being, I grew up with a poverty mentality or a scarcity mentality. So it wasn't until my 20s when all of a sudden I had seven grand and I was like, somebody said, do you want to go to Puerto Rico? And I automatically said no because I had a scarcity mentality. I was like, I can't go. And then I remember looking at my bank account that night and being like, wait, I can go. And so I bought a ticket for me, and I was dating a girl named Shara, and then she's like, I can't go without my friends, so I brought her friend Amanda, and then I brought my dad. In my life, I've been on one trip with my dad, and it's that one trip, and I flew him to Puerto Rico. It's the only time in my life I ever got to go on a trip with my dad, and that's because I had extra money in my bank account. So if you got zero money in your bank account, or very little, or you're always struggling, you have to fix that, or your life will suck. I don't care what anyone says. You bring any fool that wants to argue with me about money. So people don't realize this. I'm a little bit from the streets, but I'm also smarter than people think. I've been in Mensa since I was seven years old. So some of you that think you're so smart, I'm like, come on, have a fucking intellectual debate with me. And we'll put it on live and I will pillage you. I I would say I'll rape and pillage, but that sounds too Viking-like. So what I'm saying is sometimes people are like, oh, Ty doesn't understand about that. I'm like, bullshit. I call your bluff and I already understand above your bluff. We're playing chess, you're seeing two moves, I'm seeing seven moves. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not the dumbest either. And what I'm telling you is what I wish I had ignored. All the people, you got religious people castigating money. Oh, money, money's the root of all evil. Really? Money's the root of all evil? Let's do the math. Show me countries that have money. Norway. Norway's number one crime issue in the summer uh, Eastern Europeans come in and pickpocket. So your big fear of living in Norway is you're walking with your iPhone and people steal. Norway's also the second richest country in the world. So is money really the root of a lot of evil? Nah, Norway seemed like almost no evil in Norway. Let's go to countries that have lots of evil going on, lots of oppression, lots of corruption, lots of poverty. Let's go to Haiti. Uh, I know the problem in Haiti. There ain't enough money. So next time somebody starts spouting off foolishness, about money being the root of all evil, be like, everybody's entitled to their own opinions, but you ain't entitled to your own facts. So bring me the motherfucking facts. Show me the facts. I'd challenge anybody. I got live Facebook here. If your income was to increase by going into this program, show me any 
any proof that you'll become a worse person or more prone to evil. I know who gave the most money to charity in history. It's Bill Gates, who's also the richest man in the world. So as far as I can tell, money made him nicer. Warren Buffett, third richest man in the world, also is giving most of his money to charity. As far as I can tell, they're less evil in their life. The Google, uh, two Google founders, Sergey and uh, Larry, do no evil. The more money they make, the nicer they get. As far as I can tell, every asshole that I know and most thieves and people that screw you over, it comes from them not having enough money and it's called resource scarcity contributes to. So we're gonna fix the world with this too. So many people think, ah, money is all about you, you, you. Well, it depends how you use it. Today, I wrote a $25,000, what was it, $900, $25,067 check and bought a girl a, a car and a free car giveaway. It's on my Snapchat right now. More evil or less evil? I couldn't do that 10 years ago. I did it now. I think that's the first car she ever had. She had Lyme disease for five years. She's 25 years old. She has said, I haven't been able to go out of the house. Finally, I got healthy and I didn't have a car. Her mom and dad, her dad was in tears. So more evil or less evil? Don't give me this bullshit. I'm gonna call people's card on this shit. That's what I started doing. I started realizing people bully intellectually by just spouting off shit from 5,000 years ago that doesn't apply anymore. This game is in. The Malthusian philosophy that the wealthier we get or the population increases, that everything goes to shit. You were proven wrong. That mouth, mouth, the Malthusian theory came out in the late 1800s. GDP is up per person, per country, everywhere. So put it to sleep. Money's not the root of all evil. I'm not insulting any religion. Like I said, everybody's entitled to opinions, but not everybody's entitled to their own facts. If you have some doctor working on you and you're like, I broke my arm, and he's like, oh, I wanna do a rain dance around you. You're like, why? You're like, well, in my opinion, that's a great way to heal you. Be like, uh, I like a cast. <laughs> because facts show that a cast heals a broken arm by setting it and keeping it straight. Every one of, every one of us are entitled to opinions, but please spare the world with facts. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right, I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro Black, a MacBook Air, iPad, Kindle. And then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you get your free chance to enter. Just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right. I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out. <laughs>